Hi, Yoko. Hi, Kate. I don't know what episode. What this episode is. is this? <laughs> this is. So, where are you from? What's up? We're hey. Back. Um. Yeah, Kate. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I feel like this week was a little stressful, but I yes. am net positive after our great conversation with our guest on the podcast. Wow, what's her guest name? Jenny Acosta, aka Jenny, Acosta. Jenny Jones Slice. What's up, Jenny? What's up, Jenny? She's still here. Still she here. knows we're talking about her. <laughs> How are you, Yoko? Um, I'm good. I had a busy week. As you might know, I don't go out that much anymore and i went out every day of the week today dang living your best life yeah my most extroverted life uh and now this now that the weekend is here i will probably just sleep for 24 hours straight um but yeah it's been pretty good i've been work has been busy and but good busy yeah whatever it's fine (laughs) (laughs) let's move on (laughs) wait so really quickly for me as an extroverted person like going out every night yes it is a bit exhausting but like how do you like physically feel right now i'm like tired Mm -hmm. is Um, it like exhausting to have a conversation with me right now no okay i think what's so like for introvert to be introverted at least for me is not that i don't like talking to people uh if they're the right people mm-hmm. um so like talking to you talking to kevin talking to jenny like that stuff is totally fine but like things that make me or that drain me are like going to a party and not knowing who to talk to fielding conversations mm-hmm. i'm just like oh my god even thinking about it it just gets me so tired right uh, now. <laughs> i always feel really energized after talking to a bunch of people granted sometimes that happens to me too granted there are definitely people that are exhausting but um, (laughs) i was at two of the same parties that you were at this week yeah wait let's talk about swatten yes our our new segment segment called so where are they now yeah featuring kevin huin also here also here he's also here in the background what's up Uh, kevin smiling (laughs) (laughs) yeah he just yelled in case Okay, what's up, everybody? <laughs> so, Kevin, as you may remember, was our first guest on the podcast That's so right. many years ago. Actually, it is years ago. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. What's Kevin been up to since since that interview? He's looking at us right now. <laughs> well, Kevin wrote a book. Kevin wrote a book, and it got published this week. It did get published. Yeah. What's that book called, Yoko? It's called Get Together. Get it. Get together. Yeah. On Amazon. Yeah. Gettogetherbook.com. <laughs> but yeah, it is a book that Kevin wrote with his two uh, colleagues slash work partners at their company, People & Company. It is a book about cultivating communities and it's, it reads like a guidebook, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and it's also like a really, it's just like a really beautiful book. Yeah. It's got great photos, really interesting case studies. Yeah. Um, everything from... Weight Watchers to a Uptown Run Club to a Mariah Carey fan forum. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of different communities yeah. out there in the world. Yeah. So check it out. Yeah. yeah. Also, Kevin started a podcast mm. and then he also got engaged. So shout out to Kevin for getting engaged. And his fiance. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Kevin. We're so proud of you. So proud of you. Kevin. I'm proud of you. Love you. All right, Yoko. All right, cool, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Yoko, who's your model minority this week? So my model minority is 
Christina Che. I think that's how her last name is pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's an associate web editor at Bon Appetit magazine. Is that the girl who always makes those appearances in Claire Saffitz's videos? Gourmet makes yes. Claire is the best. And uh, but uh, but I just remember being like this. There's just like so many like white people on the and then and then I was just like wait, there's Christina Che <laughs> and I was just like yeah. Ho-. I was just like so excited. And I remember like there's an episode where Claire is like trying to make Ferrero Rocher and like Christina Che is like coming in and bringing bringing in like the context of what that means for like people of color basically Mm -hmm. it's like so fancy and i was just i just remember being like so cool also today i was just like looking up what what else she does she she also like manages the bon appetit twitter account i think which is awesome but then i learned that she follows me on twitter (gasps) and on instagram and then i'm just like wait do i know her (laughs) do you know do i know you Please reach out to me. Oh, my God. I think you're so cool. <laughs> that is so awesome. Please come on the podcast. Yes, please be a guest. Uh, shout out to Christina Che. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Also, if we've met before and I'm forgetting, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, who's your model minority? My model minority is someone named Michelle Elman, and she is a body confidence coach, mm. TEDx speaker, and the reason why she is my model minority is because she hosted a photo shoot with plus size Asian women. Oh, and sweet. I don't know. As someone who's like struggled with weight a decent amount of their life, I really appreciate the lengths that she went to for representation. And I mm. think that like a huge thing that has played into my life is feeling uncomfortable with my body because it's not the stereotypical Asian body. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in my mind, that's like a five foot two girl who probably weighs like a hundred pounds max. And uh yeah, no shade, Jenny, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally nothing wrong with that. But I think it was just sort of like I, I think I was like, oh I'm not that. I'm not the ideal Asian body. Like nobody else kind of looks like me or like I'm not supposed to look like this Mm. and I feel like the photos that she took were really like empowering you know what I Mm. mean just showing a lot of different types of understanding like what an Asian person is quote-unquote supposed to look like yeah you know what I mean yeah that's really cool I feel like I don't I never see stuff like that specifically with Asian women Mm -hmm. or uh, yeah with a with asian anybody yeah that's so cool yeah so shout it was a really cool project yeah shout out to michelle elman michelle man what's up <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you yeah so recently uh i've been recording my boyfriend trying new food oh yes hashtag trey tries on my <laughs> instagram channel it's just so amusing to watch him eat things for the first time a little bit of context he's from florida specifically has not eaten a lot of like asian food mm-hmm. and in general i've just been trying to like widen his palate he just hadn't eaten a lot of vegetables cooked very well so mm. like my proudest achievements are you know he really likes zucchini he really likes asparagus now wow he ordered a salad of his own volition the other day great wow covered in dressing but you know like it's a, it's <laughs> i'm gonna take the win i'm gonna yeah. take the w wow yeah and i just feel like 
it's Kate, really appreciate food. changing him. I'm changing him. He's evolving. <laughs> I never do, set do, out do, to I never set out to change anybody, but I think that like food is like a huge part of who I am and I was like I can't be with someone that's not willing to try it and he is very willing to try it and that's the the magic of it and I think that's what people really enjoy about it is like wow this person hasn't had this thing that most other people have had mm, yeah mm-hmm. so what are some what are some highlights and lowlights of Trey tries oh man okay <laughs> so we had we started it in Hawaii because he had never been to Hawaii and there's mm. like a lot of like pan Asian or like comfort food that Hawaii is known for so um the first thing he tried was Zippy's chili and so if you've never been to Hawaii Zippy's is just like a it's like a diner it's like Denny's mm. but it's like only in Hawaii and I was like okay let's start off you know we'll throw you a little softball here like chili (laughs) chili with rice not a big leap but he was like that was delicious and he ate the whole thing and he scraped the bowl wow uh wait so what was new about that is it the fact that he was eating it with rice that was new yes oh okay Mm -hmm. had never eaten chili with rice Oh my god, that's like the only way I eat chili. I know. How do you white people just eat bowls of chili with cheese and nothing else? I don't, I will never understand it. It's not soup, it's chili. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) so that was the first step. But like, okay, low lights. Low Um, lights. Give it to me. Low lights? Okay, so something that I made him try that he, that I was like really disappointed that he didn't like was Loco Moco. It's basically rice a hamburger covered in gravy. And then on top of all of that is a, it's supposed to be a runny egg. So we go to, that sounds delicious. It is fantastic. So a couple things that you should know about Trey. Trey doesn't like gravy. Number one. Oh no. And Trey also doesn't like runny eggs. This doesn't bode well. And so (laughs) the move, if you want someone to try Loco Moco for the first time and they've never tried it and they don't like runny eggs is you get it over hard. Mm -hmm. But what we did is we got scrambled eggs over a loco moco just don't that do that weird. don't do that i mean i, would I think he that. had ordered he had ordered it without me they were like how would you like your eggs and he's like scrambled that's like the only way that he eats eggs and i was like no, no. god too late <laughs> i like came back and i looked at the bowl i was like what the hell is this <laughs> but that was probably the lowest light okay that's not so bad yeah it was just sort of like i what's hilarious is when you let someone order things for the first time that they've never had before, they just like, don't, they don't know what they to do. Don't, they don't order the right thing. So he had never had sh- Hawaiian shave ice before, and he got the most jank ass flavors. He got like grape, uh, boysenberry, <laughs> and like grape. strawberry. I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, there's no condensed milk. You didn't get any single tropical fruit. What the? And but I just, uh, I should have. When you are introducing things for the first time, always provide you a order recommendation. Yeah. So I ordered the the right one. I got some freaking lily koi. I got passion fruit. I got lychee. Wow. And I got like condensed milk and mochi on top. I was like, try this. <laughs> this is how it's supposed to taste. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is good. I like mine though. That's the crazy part. It's <laughs> like, oh my God. He's like basically dr- drinking something with Kool-Aid poured all on top of it. Oh my but gosh grape I'm grape sorry. it's so random grape no one orders grape oh <laughs> i guess they have it for a reason i think it's just supposed to be like you know the quarter inch one when you do the rainbow flavor right like it's just oh like i a, see i see it's just meant to be a sprinkle it's like a, it's like a stripe in the rainbow <laughs> it's not like okay cool half of my thing is grape I'm like no so funny. <laughs> but anyways i brought that up because uh guest on the podcast today 
Jenny Jones lies. Yeah. We talked a lot about food. Yeah. About family, sharing, culture. And very, that's, very apt. Yeah. And I, great transition. Yeah. It's just been something <laughs> that I've been doing with someone I care very much about in my life and it resonates with me. Dang. That's, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Let's get to it. Let's get into it. So today on the podcast, we have Jenny Acosta, who... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't make weird faces. No, it's okay. Jenny. It's just going to be us laughing the whole podcast. Okay, go. That's totally fine. Jenny Acosta, a.k.a. at Henny Holmes Lies, a.k.a. Jenny Jones Lies, a.k.a. Joey. (laughs) Jones. Jones Lies. Jenny is a designer who I feel like the whole time I've known her has been working in the food industry, which mm-hmm. I think is super interesting. Fellow native New Yorker. Hey. Uh, hey, uh, we worked together for a hot minute at Tatley mm-hmm. many years ago. Friend of the pod. We're so excited to have you. Welcome. Wow. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Great to be here. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Jenny, we have a question for you. Yeah. yeah. So where are you from? <sighs> um oh i've been listening to some of your episodes and everyone's like oh that depends who asks me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it does um (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. so i'm from brooklyn um i grew up in brooklyn heights wow Um, trendy yeah and i guess like the cultural side of things um my mom is hainanese which is like a little island near Singapore. Um, usually if people don't know what that is, I say, oh, do you know Hainan chicken rice? Yep. Oh, yeah, that's me. That's <laughs> us. It me. Yeah. And then you are Hainan chicken rice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad is Puerto Rican and Irish, but they're both also from Brooklyn. Oh, um, cool. Dang, so second generation Wait, Brooklyn. Both of your parents are from Brooklyn, too? Yeah, they Whoa. met um, working at Key Food. What? They're both like... Which one? <laughs> oh my God. Pro- probably the one on Atlantic Ave. Like, oh, my God. Um, I've been to that one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Two generations. Yeah. Yeah, Of working in food, too. Hey. Wow. Oh, my God. Wait. I never even (laughs) thought about that. Wow. Wow. That's what this podcast is about. Yeah. Yeah, It's all about (laughs) (laughs) self-discovery. What do do people usually think you are or from? Where do people usually think you are from? Uh, most people think I'm Filipino, I'd say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or yeah, d- definitely some kind of like Southeast Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm guilty of that. Yeah, I, I think I, I also I, at some point Filipino. <laughs> I think oh, okay. at some point it just came up mm-hmm. that you weren't, and I just had like a mental click in my mind. I was just like, oh, I've been wrong this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was I, yeah. One uh, time we went to um like a, a thrift store and. All the like Filipino moms, they would just like, you know, they like start going up to you and they just, they talk to you as if they know you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so they were, she was just like telling me about what she wanted to buy. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> she probably thought I was Filipino. Or like we, we went to Jollibee once and they oh would just like God. talk to me in Tagalog and be like, is this seat taken? And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> but yeah, so I don't, I don't mind it. I don't know if everybody feels this way, but I don't mind when people think I'm not Japanese, especially if I'm mistaken. If the person who is, is mistaking my identity is like another person, 
another person who's Asian and they think I'm their kind of Asian. Uh, oh, yeah. Like they feel comfortable with you, which is why they associate. Yeah. Or they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I thought you were a Filipino and mm-hmm. they're Filipino. And I, was, mm-hmm. and I, I would like find that mm-hmm. kind of flattering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if anybody else like thinks I'm not Japanese or they think I'm something else, I'm like, fuck off, mm-hmm. dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like you have like a very Japanese name like yoko oh yeah right? you oh, know? that's true i i always get mixed up for hapa like oh. or half they're like oh so you're like part japanese right oh. i'm like yeah the whole part oh. <laughs> all 100 percent f- of yeah. me mm-hmm. how do you feel when people think you're half i can see it because i don't have like super japanese features uh-huh. yeah i think i feel a little bit conflicted about it i'm just sort of like oh man i don't look like someone's perception of what I should look like. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. This isn't about me. It's about <laughs> you, Jenny. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Who, me? Uh, little me. Why don't you talk to us about um, growing up Hainanese yeah. in Brooklyn Heights? Oh, were yeah. there other Hainanese people around? Uh, yeah, there were none, pretty much. None um, Hainanese. Okay. But luckily, there, there happened to be, there's a Hainan Association building that's like a few blocks from my house oh, where whoa. I grew up in Brooklyn Heights. So it used to be, well, when my grandparents came here in like, I think 1957 or something. Um, we were talking about this yesterday, how they, they all bought the brownstone. Well, my grandpa worked on a ship and with his like shipmates and their wives, they each got like one floor. Wow. And Holy it shit. was like seven thousand dollars or something oh my back God. in 1957 in Brooklyn Heights. so we were doing the the <laughs> conversion thing on google and it was like 68k maybe now but still but like still like a yeah fraction of what but, that um, would cost now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so the um yeah the hainan association were there uh for hainan people who came to new york to have like a place to stay while they were like starting a new life wow um it turned like today it's it's still that but now it's more just like a place to people to hang out and it's all Chinese people there's like you know mahjong and stuff for fun Sick. um mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah i sometimes would hang out there after school do my homework there and stuff mm-hmm. but i didn't meet that many Chinese people um when i went to singapore like last year mm. um wait this, this year this year sorry oh my gosh mm-hmm. in march um there's way more you know Hainanese people there and like my taxi driver was speaking Hainanese or like some elderly people in the in the glasses shop and i was like freaking out i was oh like this is God. crazy yeah i what's interesting about you being Hainanese jenny is that I've always managed to find at least one random Japanese person, case in point, Yoko. Like, but like <laughs> in all the places that I've been, or like it's not so rare. It is rare, but it's not like extremely rare versus yeah. like Hainanese is like. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like really so specific rare. and small. Like, yeah. I, Population yeah, wise. It's crazy. Like, how many. What's like a ballpark estimate of like. Uh, what is it? Like, growing. I'd say right now, people around my age that I know are Hainanese, maybe I could count on like two hands like dang holy shit like yeah in new york like 
but yeah, Singapore is probably. Yeah. <laughs> but like other New York parts is of it's a big place. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So you wow. Yeah. And I'm sure there's my aunt was telling me, oh, there's like Hainanese Facebook groups and things. But I think those are more the older mm-hmm. people her age mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. kids. But I don't know where those kids are. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. Kids, where you at? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that was interesting. You said you you uh, learn about Asians through the generations and things. I I feel like I never navigated being Asian through that. I was mm. more like got to understand them just through like their relationships with their grandparents, or mm-hmm. of course like food mm-hmm. and like what kinds of stuff they would do after school, mm-hmm. or yeah, like tra- traditions and yeah. like. I guess, yeah, r- responsibilities to your totally. family. You do, talked a little bit about food. Oh, yeah. yeah I feel like that's a good segue oh into gosh. what Kay. you're doing now. Yeah. What are you doing now? Right now, I'm working at this awesome place called Great Performances. Mm-hmm. We we work on special events and we do catering and hospitality. Um, and I do graphic design with the marketing team and it's been really awesome so far. I feel like you are the most plugged in person about food yeah. in oh. my acquaintance. Oh, wow. That's yeah. such a Why nice f- thing. I mean, say. obviously food is awesome and yeah. delicious, but like, I feel like it, it seems like a very intentional thing for yeah. you because you've been in food. You're not like making the food as oh, your right. job, yeah. but you're, you're still like embedded in the scene. So I'm so yeah. curious to know like how you came to that decision. It definitely comes back to like my family and my upbringing. So growing up, like my grandparents' English isn't their first language. So the way that we would communicate is through me helping her in the kitchen when I was young, like washing or washing vegetables, like pulling the string bean tips on the Chinese newspaper and the Mm -hmm. ink's all wet, like... (laughs) And then, you know, as I get older and then I get to cook and everything and season stuff. So we would just like communicate through cooking. Yeah, I just I went to college and I studied sculpture and I'd always been interested in like storytelling. But uh, I think I wanted to go into like textile design and stuff, but um, some internships and the vibe wasn't super right. But I just always kept coming back to food. And I just feel like it's such a universal language for everyone. And even like getting to know people, I use food to get to know them first um, because I think it can be a really like intimate medium, but also really casual and public. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, yeah, you can learn a lot about someone like maybe best thing their mom ever made them or just a random dollar slice their favorite bacon egg and cheese cart like it, it it's so many levels of like understanding someone's like five senses um yeah. and yeah I just like got really into it and somehow found awesome jobs along the way they were always like tied to food somehow like um I worked with like Sir Kensington's and that was so cool. Like worked on this French fry exhibit and I was like, how I had the interview for that. And I was like about to tear up at the interview. I was like, (laughs) I want this job because I just like wanted the job so bad. Oh my God. um, They were, they were describing like, they were showing us, showing me the pitch of like what this event would be. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And I got in and I worked on it. (laughs) I worked on this, subway campaign for fresh direct like it was like on the 
train things and, and I saw it and I would like bring my mom on the train and be like, Mom, look, oh, I so laid crazy. out that tight. And I was like, that was one of my dreams that as a New Yorker. Like, I always was curious, like, who works on these ads? Yeah, like, who makes this stuff on the subway train? Like, it's you. Oh, my God. Like, I was, I couldn't believe it. Like, and, yeah, now I'm, and then I got to work at Jinza Kitchen. I was really cool at learning about my Asian identity through my job. And now oh, I'm yeah. at this other cool place understanding like events and hospitality and bringing people together oh shout out get together book (laughs) 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 but um yeah so i've just been really loving working in food and how it brings people together in so many ways Mm -hmm. yes damn that's beautiful i've (laughs) i've been reading i read in an in an article that the asian love language is food oh you know what i mean because asians aren't super perhaps like touchy-feely affectionate Mm. and Mm. words of affirmation are Mm. also a little bit difficult for me to be like i love you but (laughs) (laughs) it's just like i made you these dumplings yeah and also that makes me think of um in a lot of asian languages like instead of saying how are you or how was your day like it literally will translate to did, did you, you eat, eat? Yeah. Yep. yeah mm-hmm. like really yep. yeah like um, in what in, language well in Hainanese it's jabuibo and that means it's like did you eat rice or no like if you <laughs> literally translate bui is rice I don't know the tones I'm bad with tones uh-huh. but bui is rice bo is no like ja is eat so it's like, and it yeah. means like what's up sometimes you use that to like say hi to people um, oh my god I, I did think you eat rice or no like yeah and then my i might cry yeah <laughs> or sometimes when my I, when i was growing up my grandma would call her sister or something in singapore and she'd be like oh ja- like jacoby something that's like did you have like coffee breakfast like did you eat because mm. i just want to make sure like you know you're full and ready for your day i guess yeah it actually came up because my mom through my cousin a bridal shower against her will Ooh. i have i've actually come to realize that all bridal showers are thrown against the oh. bride's will <laughs> <laughs> yeah nobody but, throw me a bridal shower <laughs> i know exactly but it's my mom was saying because i was like don't throw me one and she was just like you know i don't say i love you like all the time but like when i do these things this is how i show love and Holy I was shit, like, she said that? Yeah, she was like, yeah, Asian people, we don't say, I love you, I love you, I love you. Mm. But we bring everybody together for this, and you can't tell me not to do it. And mm. I was like, and I just suddenly had this realization that you can't just reject that because that's like rejecting the way that someone is trying to show appreciation for you, right? Oh it's trying to show gratitude and trying to show care and love and respect, right? Mm. Um, it was like you were saying, Jenny, it is a simultaneously like very intimate but also kind of casual way, depending on the context. Mm. I grew up, you know, inviting a lot of people to our home. My mom always invited people over and it wasn't just Asian people. It was like her coworkers and it was Mm. like uh, her friends from all these different walks of life. And it's like, they'd gather around the table and then we'd all eat something. And it's not even necessarily like Japanese every time, but Mm. it's like a way to like care for someone and show someone that you do care about them. Mm. And my mom low key gets offended when people don't invite her over. Oh, because good know, to know. not everyone's love language is food, right? Yeah. Like some people take have like a lot of anxiety around cooking. They're very self-conscious about it. And especially yeah. like not going to, well, I am going to flex. My mom's a great cook. So I can <laughs> see why it's like very intimidating to like yeah, you know, to invite, invite someone, someone over, over, right? Like I'd Do be intimidated like to by host you. Oh, I love oh hosting. Yeah. <laughs> I know, Jenny, that you 
lived with your mom for a while and you moved out recently. Oh, yeah. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I lived with my mom, like, since November last year. We understood that, like, I think it's time for me to move out. But it had been tough for a bit. We were, like, stalling a bit because I guess also in my head I was like, oh, I I have a nice home that's in Brooklyn, like, downtown Brooklyn. Like, I don't have to pay rent. (laughs) All my friends who, like, have to pay so much a month, like, oh. But then my mom is not, like, a big host. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I was really craving. Like, I love mm-hmm. hosting people. Yeah. And um, my mom, she's very private with her home and, like, wants, you know, it's very cozy. She, she doesn't really invite people over. Mm-hmm. So when I got older, I was like, oh, I would love to, like, host people, just, you know, cook a bunch. We hang out, we, like, watch TV, whatever. Um, so that was something I was like excited to do once I moved out and now I'm in a really awesome apartment <laughs> and really lucked out because a lot of people say, oh, like, oh, my roommate's weird or this and that, like, but this was like the first three people I met and they, they're like, they have changed my life in so <laughs> many, I can't even explain how transformative this home has been <laughs> for me shout out to nina and trill and Haley. i'm doing so many shout outs it's okay use your platform for what, yes. you, need, what you need it for but yeah so they're great especially in the states there's like a stigma about associated with like living with your parents as an adult but oh, it's really, definitely. Yeah. And I know in Japan, it's not that weird at all. And and I think in other cultures, it's even like kind of weird for your child to like abandon you if you're like getting old mm. or grown up. Sometimes people expect to live with their kids, their grown kids, because they want to get taken care of. Yeah. Did anybody like give you a hard time about any of this stuff? Um, No one really did. I think it was more me giving myself a hard time. Like mm-hmm. I was comparing myself to a lot of my friends the same age who they already you know been living like you know roommates in Williamsburg or whatever (laughs) and I was just like oh no I'm like in my 20s and I'm living with my mom like and she would you know sometimes still she when I was there text me like you know it's like 11 or (laughs) 10 like where are you I'm like oh god (laughs) really like I'm a grown woman but yeah so I was definitely like comparing myself to those people and it was tough but yeah I We've gotten closer since I moved out. Oh, interesting. Um, Like, it was a rough patch when I first moved out, and recently it's just gotten better. So we, like, usually talk for a little bit, and then we have lightning roundy questions. Okay. Mm -hmm. Kate looks like she has one ready. Oh, <laughs> well, I asked you this yesterday, oh, yeah. but I would love to hear it recorded. Okay. On, on the <laughs> record. On the record. <laughs> I'm going to start making this. I've been asking this to a lot of people. Fuck, Mary, kill. Rice, noodles, bread. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably kill bread. Mm-hmm. And... Mm, Mm. <laughs> I mean, like, a good marriage will also have good sex. <laughs> yes, that's true. But I would marry Rice. Yeah. Like, yes. To me, this is the only right answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, I... There's no other right answer. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. listeners. <laughs> it's meant to be an open question because I, I do have friends that have killed Rice. Yeah. I didn't eat a lot of bread growing up, so like I didn't that's eat probably a lot of bread either. Yeah. yeah. So I 
I don't know. I, I cannot, I can see people sort of grappling with whether they want to marry the rice or the noodles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But like marrying bread just like does not compute yeah. for me. Yeah. Well, some people pick that. Yes. Did you ever tell them, oh, what if like you could only have the bread with no, like no butter? Because bread no with butter. really good mm. butter and salt is good. But yes. like no and butter. And cheese. Mm. Yeah. But uh, just bread. Just bread. Or, I think some yeah. people really like bread. Like bread is That's their. Crazy. Yeah. Bread's their go to. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast before, but when I was younger, my mom put us all on the Atkins diet. Oh. So one day. <laughs> There was no rice and no bread oh and no God. cereal and no candy and no soda. Oh, potatoes. Shoot. And no potatoes. Oh. Corn. Nope. No corn. Oh, my gosh. Very scant <laughs> amounts of carrots. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough, man. I grew up eating rice like every day. Mm-hmm. It was just like a normal part of dinner. Yeah. My grandparents have three rice cookers. Whoa. Like three what them. size? Yeah, tell wait. Um, what? Well, <laughs> Do you have we a don't small, use medium, all of them uh-huh. every dinner, but um during Chinese New Year, um we have one that's like regular white rice and one that's has sticky rice. <gasps> oh, okay. So good. That's like a good reason to have more than and one then rice cooker. When it's like a special occasion, it's like white rice Sticky rice and Hainan chicken rice. Oh, oh shit! Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> <laughs> and then you gotta have one scoop of each. You Damn. just gotta. Wow. Mad envy. <sighs> my mom has two. One is the three cupper, which was the everyday one. Uh-huh. And then the other one is like the... For the parties. Oh, yeah. It's like the 10, 12 cup or whatever. There's a 10, 12 cupper? Yeah, something oh, How geez. big is that? It's, it's like a drum. <laughs> it's like a drum. A small oh. drum of rice. <laughs> I was also really jealous of people who had the super fancy rice cookers with like oh, mm-hmm. the button when you press it, it just the lid comes up real nice mm. or like digital interface Did you or use it's the sings. finger method. Oh yeah. But um yeah, the rice cooker we had, it was just the lid and then sometimes the steam would there'd be no hole on the glass oh, no. it's no just hole. it's just the just lid is bouncing left and right <gasps> and that's how the steam comes out Whoa. and you press it down and when it's ready the thing will just click back up can you cook without a rice cooker oh yeah we we don't have a rice cooker at our apartment what mm. so that surprises me I, I might bring one soon but I'm just like, oh man, cooking rice in a pot. I don't know how people do this. What like, is it like? I'm having prison? heart attacks. Exactly. Like, <laughs> how do you know when how it's do you ready? Know? Yeah. How do you know when it's ready? I don't. Does who it knows? need more water? There's no water left. Yeah. Like, what? Are we, what's going on? Are we making risotto now? <laughs> I, ha- I have to babysit this pot all night Seriously. for like half a cup of rice. Yep. It's ridiculous. Mm. I kind of like the idea. So one thing that does appeal to me about cooking rice in a pot, even though I can't do it successfully is the like the, the little burnty little burnt edges yeah the koge mm-hmm. that's what it's called in oh. japanese oh yeah we have that too like yeah. the crispies on the bottom we call it buifi mm. it's like burnt rice or something like that oh my god we sometimes Bee. we eat that yeah. <laughs> when you get um bibimbap and oh all yeah of the i guess oh everyone god. has a crispies on the bottom of the stone pot oh yeah, yeah so good but yeah you just have to babysit that rice that's the main thing is like mm-hmm. i want to just be able to set it and forget it like yeah. yeah for real it takes a hot second you gotta Dang. look shout out to all the people who can cook rice without a rice cooker on the regular on the regular <laughs> all the time every day mm-hmm. wow how do you do it Mm-mm. i feel like 
we're done. Yeah, that sounds oh, like man. a good oh, place man. to leave it. <laughs> Keep talking. I know. Was there something that you wanted to talk about that we didn't ask you about? Yeah. What's been on your mind? Yeah. What are, what, what have you been thinking about lately? Yeah. What are your like <laughs> staring off in the distant subway thoughts? Oh, my gosh. I've just been uh, going through a lot of changes mm-hmm. in my life this year. I'm just like make I'm like forming deeper friendships and like closer connections with family and like uh, just learning about myself and like my values a lot more this year and it's like so fascinating it's like crazy it's awesome do you have any advice for for someone who might be listening and it's just like Jenny, how do I get show me the way how do I get this level I don't know. I mean, like, there's always those moments where people are like, I wish I just didn't feel like this anymore. But, like, yeah, it just takes things. Just, like, take time. Like, just embrace that it's going to happen. You just got to show up for yourself. Like, I really am appreciating, like, integrity and, like, holding yourself accountable and, like, people who hold themselves accountable when I, I guess I started to try to like picture myself who I wanted to become like someone who I wanted to be proud to be or something in the future and then just try to like every day do little things that like would be who that person would be (laughs) 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 it's cheesy but really good like really good (laughs) and yeah no and I guess also did a lot of unlearning from like family Mm. how I thought I was supposed to be Mm -hmm. um I mean I I still am like grateful for how I was raised but because like it wouldn't have made me who I was and I maybe I wouldn't have been able to like work on unlearning if it wasn't for like my amazing family but I just can't believe all the little random things of like how I was raised or like the friends I had or the schools I went to or like meeting you guys and then like just be like people everyone like whatever happened them and they become literally who they are right now and it's just amazing like you know like I can't I don't know if I'm explaining it properly all the connections (laughs) (laughs) dang like yeah I'm just like so glad that I got to that I am who I am. I am who I am. (laughs) 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 You just have a lot of gratitude that's just like emanating off of you right now. Yeah, it's great. It's very warm. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sweating. (laughs) Literally, because the AC is off. Yeah, the AC is off. it's cool. It's fine. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, Jome Slice. Uh, Where can the people find you on the internet? Oh, gosh. If they wanted to learn more about you. My website is (laughs) JennyAcosta.com. Yes. And my Instagram is Henny Home Slice. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for coming on the <laughs> podcast. Thank you for coming on the podcast, wow. Jenny. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Donate to their Patreon. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm kidding. Oh, they don't have a Patreon. Not Do you? yet. We should set <laughs> one up. Maybe we should start one. You get <laughs> unlock some bonus content. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, I'll do it. I'll do it, Yoko. Oh, my God. I wasn't expecting to be asked this on the air. I I was told that you like surprises. I do like surprises. (laughs) Don't do this to me, anybody. I will will freeze and then sweat and maybe pee my pants. Oh, my God. We have so many things to talk about. Okay, great. I could use some some guidance. Sachi's helping me, too, but I can use guidance uh, anywhere. I got you. I got you. Don't worry. I'm not going to wing it. It'll be great. I'll have a I have a full template of structures for us to draw from. Love structures. Yes. So I know you do. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Thank you, Kate. Of course. Cool. Okay. Well, we're gonna stop recording now because <laughs> I'm just gonna go cry in the corner. Oh my no. god. No. Okay, before we go, before we go, uh, wanted to give a shout out to Gary. Gary Child of God. Gary Child of God for generously letting us use his space mm-hmm. and his equipment to mm-hmm. record our podcast, which sounds so much nicer now. Shout out to Gary. Shout out to Orbital. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And um, Kate, where can people find you on the internet? I'm on Instagram at C-M-Y-K-A-Y-T-O-E at C-M-Y-K-T-O. Yoko, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at P-S-Y-O-K-O on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you want to follow the podcast, we are at S-W-A-Y-F podcast on all the things. On all the things. If you want to email us, swavepodcast at gmail.com. Our website is swavepodcast.com. And that's it, right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. Right? Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.